Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138 Simpsons Podcast. right we're the podcast that explores the animated sitcom the simpsons from seasons 11 and beyond why 11 and beyond you ask well we know there are plenty of other podcasts out there that explore the simpsons from the golden age that's uh, seasons one through ten by some people's standards and we want to find the later episodes and see if there's uh, some gems in there i am an annoyed grunt boy named steve and i'm not very good so i need help and i can't do it alone so with me, as always, is the other annoyed grunt boy, Craig. What's going on, Craig? Well, last week we were talking on the podcast about how when you type something on the Internet or even at the point now thinking of something like Amazon or Google, whoever it is, will start advertising to you. Mm-hmm. And you you were talking about um, a gaming controller for your phone. Right. Was it called Grinder or something? <laughs> yes, Grinder. Uh, no, it's called the Backbone, which is <laughs> much less ominous sounding well that's something you can research on grinder i think is backbones yeah I was telling also a similar story about a uh, guitar well i have some uh follow-up on that story i thought uh, i'd like to share Alrighty. so i was having a really horrible friday i'll call it the friday from hell we'll have to credit our comedian richard lewis he's the one who came up with, uh, from hell <laughs> It's a reference to curb your enthusiasm. Um, yeah. You know, work Friday was, you know, it was not super stressful, but just like kept me busy enough to be like, okay, I can't wait to get home to relax because it's, you know, the weekend, right? Yeah. And, and like Loverboy said, everybody's working for it. And that's exactly what I'm working for is mm-hmm. for Loverboy's uh, message. Before I usually uh, head over home from work, I like to check on a trip check just to see how the roads are. And I'll check my ways to see if, if there's anything going on. So like about two hours before I'm about to head home, there is a big accident on the highway and it was blocking like three lanes on the highway. And I was like, okay, well, hopefully in like two hours, it hopefully will be cleared up. But no, it wasn't. So the, by the time I left work, Waze was telling me to go a different way to so be faster, but it still said like an hour. Long story short, that hour turned into three hours. Ooh. So I'm stuck in traffic for three hours. Now, usually my commute is about 20 minutes. And to put it in, in other terms, from Portland to Seattle is about a three-hour drive. So I am literally could have just drove to Seattle. <laughs> but no, I'm stuck in traffic <sighs> just to get home for 20 minutes. So sitting there just angry, of course. There's nothing you could do about this, right? Yeah, and, you are the traffic. And yeah, so... How does this relate to my guitar? Well, the guitar that I ordered was arriving that day. So at least I had something to look forward to the weekend and then just get home, relax and play the guitar that I just right. ordered. So as soon as I get home, unwind, grab the box, feels a little light. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it was a kind of a small guitar. Like I said, it's a parlor guitar. So it's a little bit lighter. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm just that strong. You know, lifting up this box. I'm like, hey, lift this cardboard with uh, my pinky. You have been eating more. <laughs> yeah, uh, more spinach. So I open the box and I look in and there's just like three pieces of empty cardboard. What? There's no guitar. Parlor guitar, more like a parlor trick. What's going on? So I am furious yellow here. 
And, mm-hmm. and I can laugh about it now because it's, you know, it's been a while, but how could your day get worse? Right. I know this is like very much like third world problem or <laughs> this is very much a first world white boy problems. Sure. You know, obviously I've had worse days when, you know, like you find out someone you loved is dead, but this is right. This comes course. close. This is a close second. Yeah. Borderline second, you know? Yeah. Um, so I ended up contacting Amazon, which by the way, Amazon customer service isn't a thing. You know, you can't no. just like say, Hey, look, you sent me nothing. It's just like right. box damaged item damage. So contacting like the actual company that sent it through Amazon, they just said, leave it as da- damaged box. And then I wrote like, no guitar in box money back, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So luckily, like I was refunded, but I still had to send the box back to the <laughs> warehouse. Such a waste of resources, <sighs> too. But at least I didn't have to like recycle the box myself. I hate doing that. That's true. It's pretty hard. So eventually, hopefully, I'll maybe get that guitar in the future. But in the meantime, I'll just have to play with the five other guitars that I have. <laughs> Whatever will you do? <laughs> right. All right. So how have you been? I've been good. Um, as of this recording, I am a guest on a blog about being child free. So that was fun to write. You just wrote, it's all good. The end. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, we can post a link in the social medias if you want. I don't care. But yeah, I just basically wrote about why I, why I like uh, not having kids and, uh, it works for me. So, uh, yeah, it's fun to write. Um, but other than that, it's uh, same old, same old. Well, Steve, I have a surprise for you. Oh, I just got this, uh, pregnancy test huh. and you're not pregnant. <laughs> Woo! I mean, I peed on it for you. So That's, yeah, is that how that works? I don't know. Yeah. I know as much as the uh, governor of uh, Texas about women's reproductive organs. <laughs> right. Not a political podcast. Um, Not a political issue. It's just a health issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Steve. Uh, hey, this is a uh, court date right now. As of this record, we'll spoil it. Or you, you sluice out there could figure out the exact day we're recording this. There's a couple holidays today. Uh, one being uh, well, someone who uh, voices a little character on the show called the simpsons hmm. it's julie kavner's birthday today on this record day oh that's wonderful happy yeah. birthday julie yeah, thank you <laughs> i was gonna say you're welcome <laughs> do you want to say thank you julie again thank you julie no no do you want to say you're welcome for my oh yeah you're welcome that were both of us had to do a really crappy uh <laughs> yeah julie cavanier marge simpson impersonation but you know what else today is on this uh this holiday mm-hmm. it's national beer lovers day hey so where's my present steve oh sorry it's uh it's in the mail it's in the mayo yep in the mayo clinic because you drank too much <laughs> uh but that leads us to our favorite segment of the show the simpsons beer corner <laughs> All right, Steve, what are you going to be drinking this week in celebration of Julie Cavanier's birthday today and National Beer Lover's Day? Well, Craig, I do like to associate the beer that I pick with the uh, episode that we're watching and a little spoiler for the episode, the third act, uh, both uh, Milhouse and uh, Bart threaten to jump off a cliff and what they may fall into could be a mysterious ravine. That's why. I have Mysterious Ravine from Humble Forster Brewing out of uh, Wanaki, Wisconsin. So this is a tart-fruited IPA with tangerine, fruit punch, and passion fruit. It uh, comes in at 7%. It is vegan. It is their version one. Looks to be fairly adult in the uh, packaging. All of their uh, labels look like rehab centers. (laughs) 
I was going to say, it looks like a, um, you would go into like a boutique candle store and they uh-huh. have like a tray of CDs and the front yeah. counter. <laughs> and this would be like a cover of a CD from like some, you know, guitar player. That's right. All yeah. they have is like guitar music, but it's all. And whale sounds. Yeah. Yeah. A guitar, uh-huh. a whale playing a guitar. <laughs> but in the killer whales. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you think, so uh, you think whale Jimi Hendrix? Well, he kind of lighted his guitar on fire then. Yeah, it's true. Cause he's underwater. Do you have any uh, words for Jimi Hendrix, Steve? Pick up your dog. All right. <laughs> so continue with your beer. Sorry. Uh, so it's a, uh, it says an obscure flavor combination with sweet, juicy bursts, tart, tropical fruit, gentle citrus bitterness. Take the time to explore the unknown and you'll be handsomely rewarded. So there you go. Very aspirational beer. Now, I've had a few of their beers before, and it's not your grandma's IPA. I don't know your grandma, though, so maybe it is. But it uh, looks like orange juice. It's uh, like it, it looks like fresh squeezed orange juice. It tastes like orange juice, but boy, it's not it orange juice. That's actually exactly right. It's really refreshing, very fruity. Mm. Does not taste at all like an IPA. It's got a really nice kind of juiciness from like the tangerine. It really comes out strong. Like if you didn't tell me that this was beer, I probably wouldn't know, but I would drink it. So, I recommend it. So the, the label may not be kid friendly, but uh, the flavor is. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, don't use it to get kids drunk. <laughs> Jesus. No, unless but, their parents are getting divorced and they might need it, right? Right. Hey, that's a good segue. Yeah. Um, what do you have for us, Craig? As you know, I like to find a uh, common thread for this episode with my beer as i always (laughs) do like you sure as in no (laughs) (laughs) um but uh i I think i I think i found a a way around this here steve it's um i get two birds with one stone with this um it's that time of year where many of us uh german immigrants like to celebrate a little Oktoberfest. Oh, yes. And uh, this year is no different, except for the fact that I'm not going to any Oktoberfest because of COVID. Of course. I am vaxxed, but um, I don't trust anyone else. I don't blame you. So uh, I'll just be celebrating Oktoberfest in my home, drinking Oktoberfest beer. Maybe I'll put some lederhosen on. Sure. And yell at the TV. Down a sausage or two. Yeah. That just sounds like every day for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So, you know, we always stick around uh, the Pacific Northwest because, you know, that's where a lot of the beers we get come from. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, if you want an Oktoberfest, you got to go a little further east, right? One would think. You got to go all the way to, well, I'm not going to Germany. I'm sticking to the United States. And uh, to to connect this beer, this Oktoberfest brew, with uh, this episode, mm-hmm. it was uh, written by Patrick Verone, right? Right. Where did he graduate uh, college from, Steve? Uh, Harvard. Yeah, he went to Harvard. And he graduated from Boston College Law School as well. So, Steve, uh, do you know what uh, famous brew that you could get pretty much anywhere in this country comes from Boston? Hmm. Would it be the name named after a patriot and a failed Portland mayor? Yes, of course. It's Samuel Adams. Sam Adams, to me, is the, uh, how do I put it? mcdonald's of microbrew that's a yeah that's very fair yeah totally like it's it's one of those things like if you go to a bar that's more of like a cocktail type of bar and they have like only a few beer like they have like beer like a few beers on tap right Mm -hmm. it's usually like a bud light or coors light 14 ipas and then Mm -hmm. like one lager right and it's usually sam adams and so usually you're like i don't really want piss beer like coors or whatever or an ipa so i'll just have a sam adams you know it's a very fine ale and they do like a lot of fun different flavors so i've actually never had their oktoberfest Hmm. i feel like they they probably do it every year 
Yeah. And uh, I thought, uh, what better way than to have an Oktoberfest beer? Um, do I need to explain it like it says here on the uh, on the bottle? I guess I will. Uh, the malt brings so much to a great beer. That's why we, uh, not me, same um, <laughs> uh, Adams, uh, developed a unique malt blend to provide a robust color and smooth, rich flavor. Like you, we look forward to this tradition every year. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, it's a 5.3% alcohol by volume with uh, 16 IBUs, you know, Oktoberfest. Yeah. Usually I like uh for my Oktoberfest, I do like the the stuff from like Germany. Yeah, like uh Pauliner makes a very Pauliner good. Pauliner is one of my favorites. Yeah. So here we go. Let's let's see how it matches up to that. Yep. Uh definitely nice and smooth. You know, it's um yeah, it's nice. it's, it's a beer. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all agree when whatever variety of Sam Adams <laughs> beer you're having, it's a beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it just tastes like Sam Adams. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, and my favorite cartoon, uh, doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't he work at Sam Adams, a family guy guy, Peter? Oh, no, uh, it's like a parody of Sam Adams. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's not talk about family guy ever. Yeah. Let's not do that. Let's talk about the show that's on like a half an hour before family guy. Yeah. We'll talk about Bob's burgers. Okay. An, an hour before family guy. Sorry. All right. I haven't watched TV. I haven't watched Sunday night TV live in probably a decade. So you might be right. I don't know. Hmm. I, I, um, might, I might have to force you to start doing that soon. Hmm. Yeah. I think you might. So uh, let's go back into our way back machines all the way back to 2005, uh, September 25th, to be specific. Craig, what was the number one movie in the box office? Don't remember this movie, but it starred Jodie Foster in a movie called Flight Plan. Oh, it's got uh, Jodie Foster, Peter Sarsgaard, Sean Bean. Uh, I'm assuming Sean Bean dies in it. Yep. And um, yeah, some other people. Matt Boomer. Quiet boomer. Yeah, I don't remember this movie, but then looking at the uh, synopsis here, it's a a bereaved woman and her daughter are flying home from Berlin to America at 30,000 feet. The child vanishes and nobody will admit she was ever on the plane. This sounds uh, very Twilight Zone-y. I don't. Yeah, I kind of I wouldn't mind watching this then. Yeah, it's almost like uh, was this movie like right after uh, Panic Room? Like what's with Jodie Foster and like single mother with a daughter? That's like, yeah, it's like (laughs) Panic Room in the sky. Uh, let's see what the Rotten Tomatoes has got on this uh, flight plan. I mean, usually Jodie Foster, you know, picks good movies to be in. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she didn't this time. <laughs> 37 from critics and 48 for audience. So that's pretty close. So uh, I guess it sucks. Wow. Uh, okay. I guess I'll skip it. I guess I will too. Uh, all right. See, while we were uh, making a flight plan, were we uh, making a song list with the number one song? Well, Craig, the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 was Gold Digger by this guy named Kanye and featuring Jamie Foxx. I think his name was Yeezy. Oh, yeah. Or is it just Yee now? I don't know. Uh, Well, you know, Steve, that's a very popular song, and I don't want to run DMCA (laughs) to uh, delete this episode. So uh, we're not going to be playing that, but we'll play um, a good friend of ours that we've never met. How about a little... uh, polka inspiration from mr weirdo he did sylvie o from dr demento right weirdo al with his little gold digger ditty she take my money money. when i'm in need when i'm in need yeah she's a trifling friend indeed indeed. oh she's a gold digger way over town way over town that digs on me hey hey now i ain't saying she's a gold digger she ain't messing with no broke broke I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. 
Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead. You know what's sad, Steve? What's that? Is that bet every listener now is just gonna turn off this podcast and listen to Weird Al's polka versions instead of our show? Because that's what I wanted to. I know. They're so fun. It's so good. And it's like a little time capsule. Yeah. I, I stumbled upon a Poodle Hat recently, that album. And um, he does a, a not a parody, but an homage to Frank Zappa called Genius in France. And it's stylistically such a good take, not takedown, but like impersonation of Frank Zappa and his music. It's just like, wow, it's just, it's really good. Yeah. Like, really, yeah. More Weird Al. And less Kanye. Weird Al should be married to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> now that would be weird. <laughs> that would be. All right, Steve. Uh, let's just get on with this week's episode. How about that? All righty. So we're talking about the third episode of the 17th season, Millhouse of Sand and Fog, in which never one to miss an opportunity to make a quick buck. Homer cashes in on Maggie's bout of chicken box. He decides to host, host a pox party and charges his parents to infect their children with those chicken pox. Hey, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do the same. All righty, but let's do it with COVID. All right. Hey, send your kids over to Steve's house so he can give them COVID. Yep, I got the move variant. <laughs> the move variant? Yep, it's the one that you haven't heard of yet, but you will. It's oh. awful. Oh, boy. All right, Steve, uh, let's take a little break. Uh, let's get a little bit more weird out and then come on back. All right, sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. But I ain't saying she. back today we're talking about the mill house of sand and fog the third episode of the 17th season it originally aired on september 25th 2005 it is episode 359 the show's run your nerd code is gabf19 it was written by patrick Garon, directed by stephen Moore, and your showrunner is al Jean. all right patrick Varone. this is uh the first episode he Wrote for The Simpsons and also the only one he's wrote for The Simpsons. So there's nothing you haven't said about Patrick Burrow. No, but uh, we can say a lot about this guy because he's been around and he's done it all, man. Oh, yeah. Credits go all the way back to for, like, writing credits. Working on the old Johnny Carson Tonight Show. Worked on some of those episodes as a writer. Um, the Late Show with uh, David Letterman from 86 to 87. So one year for that. Mm-hmm. mostly known for i think uh he did uh, some critic episodes but uh really futurama was kind of like one of his bigger shows um currently writes he was written uh four episodes of disenchantment oh. um he's written probably one of one of uh i think i would say my top five futurama episodes the sting that's the one with the bee the hive yeah i think that's like the um the one that makes you cry that isn't the dog episode yeah that one's good he also also wrote the problem with poplars Oh, that's a great episode. One of my favorite episodes of Futurama as well. Uh, yeah, a lot of those. Um, but also, he was the president of the WGA. What? He was the president during the uh, the writer strike uh, that happened what two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. He even says, "Here's a personal quote: We're shutting down production and kicking corporate ass." Yeah. This was at uh, the WGA rally in two thousand seven. But uh, he was president. Uh, he's no longer the president because he was assassinated. No. By a pen and paper. No. 
He had to step down because he already served his term well, as president. All of that wasn't enough. He also makes historical figurines. <laughs> you know, I, I saw that. Uh, so he, he, I guess he sells them on eBay for uh, charity. Yeah. Well, he also went to Harvard. I wonder if he and Conan O'Brien, they must have crossed paths. Yeah, because, well, I mean, he's 61 now, which is probably about Conan's age. Yeah, he was probably like a senior when Conan was like a freshman, maybe. Yeah. They seem like, the based off of like his interests, I feel like him and Conan like are friends because, <laughs> or they should be because they just seem kind of like that weird. <laughs> yeah, they have the same sense of humor. Like the history, the, the just the, it's, I think it's because of the whole, uh, his, historical stuff that he yeah because Conan's be obsessed with yeah with history and uh, Patrick Rohn even ran for uh, state senate um, in in LA but uh, lost to Ben Allen ah uh, was uh, Flash's brother Ben I was Allen. gonna say yeah. Ben Allen sounds like such a comic book character this is it Patrick this is your only chance on the Simpsons you better not fail us that's right Craig some trivia for you the original title is a parody of the drama movie House of Sand and Fog Jennifer Connelly and Gandhi, I think, is in the movie. Exactly. No, I think it was uh, when that came out, like early 2000s. Uh, probably uh, around September 25th, 2005. No, the movie House of Sand and Fog. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess it didn't come out then. <laughs> they don't parody this, the week's movies. It came out probably like 2003, 2004. Yeah. No, I think it was too adult for me then. It's probably still too adult for me. For me. I remember watching it. This is one of those rare, rare instances <laughs> where I've actually seen the movie. And yeah, uh, Ben Kingsley and Jennifer Connelly fight over a house. In the fog. Yes, it's uh, it's like a kid's imagining of a boring adult movie. Well, Steve, I'll have you know, I'm not interested. Alrighty, well, they're not interested in you. Good. Although Ben Kingsley might be if you, if you oh, ask. No. <sighs> All right, well, let's just get on with this week's episode. We have a couch gag. Finally, after it seems like years without a couch gag on this podcast. Three weeks, at least. Yeah, I mean, we don't have like a... a chalkboard or uh, uh, uh billboards but uh at least we have a couch take a couch yeah so it's um i don't know if we've seen this before or maybe we're so much so used to tivo jokes on this uh show but uh yeah it's like a tivo menu pops up asking the viewer if they want to delete this recording and delete the recording select it but and the screen goes black no ready yeah uh tivo it's it was fun. a thing no it's, it's not that's good uh, it's still a thing i guess but yeah you know. Uh, so our episode proper begins, as it always does, at the First Church of Springfield. The uh, marquee outside pleads with the uh, townspeople to quit stealing our letters, with the E's being replaced by backwards number threes. Uh, Nielsen then runs up to steal the sign to swipe the numbers that are filling in for the vowels. That's a fun visual gag. Yeah, I like that. Good start. <laughs> I'd always make that joke of... Uh... As the episode always begins this way type of joke. Uh-huh. A lot of episodes do start off at Springfield Church, so it's not really. It's true. <laughs> um, and there's always the fun sign gag. Yeah, yeah it's, this is this is starting. Patrick, this is starting to starting off good with a kind of a classic way to open Simpsons. Yeah, I think you know what you're doing. All right, so Steve, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have you do something while we still do this podcast. We're gonna have a a plus and a minus for okay. uh, Patrick here. So we're gonna score him. So you know, it'll be like like a pros and cons list. So right now we have uh, one plus. Plus one. Okay. We haven't anything negative yet, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, so inside the church, Reverend Lovejoy calls for the parishioners to bow their heads in silent prayer. Uh, Maggie, however, she's a little too itchy for religion. So she starts scratching herself all over, and she's even uses the, using the hymn book to scratch her little butt there. And Homer also finds the hymn book useful, finding the ribbon bookmark to be such a great substitute for dental floss. <laughs> 
you know, as a kid, I was like, why did it was always the Bibles that had that ribbon? I'm like, why didn't all the books have ribbons? It was such a such a great idea. Yeah. Maybe it was big bookmark didn't want that, right? I think so. I think that because that's also cross advertising for the bookstore in which you got your book. Yeah. Or a upcoming scholastic book fair. <laughs> so, you know, if it's just a ribbon, then, you know, you're one and done. You know, you'd have like a bookmark that was like advertising another book, but then you'd be putting it in a different book. It was just, it's kind of too bookception for me. Yeah, it's true. And I just, I mean, the idea of like having a little ribbon for all my books, like, you know, Dr. Seuss or Where's Waldo? You know, I, you know, sometimes I have to put them down because it's been, I've been reading for hours. And sometimes those books just get too darn scary. Yeah. Yeah. You need a bookmark. There was a fox on a train wearing oh, footwear. No, 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 no. Hop on pop. No. <sighs> All right. Well, Marge is concerned about Maggie. So she tries to find uh, Dr. Hibbert, um, the good doctor, not that one, has actually found a new place of worship. Mm, something's wrong with Maggie. We should get her to Dr. Hibbert. But I don't see him anywhere. The uh, Hibberts now attend the more boisterous house of worship. This is awesome! Black God rules! Shine on! Oh, let it shine on! Dr. Hibbert? Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to interrupt while you're rejoicing, but Maggie is terribly itchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this looks to be the initial stages of chicken pox. Say amen! Amen! Coat Maggie with this calamine lotion and the scabbing will heal. The scabbing will heal! The scabbing will heal! Heal my scabs, Lord! Praise the Lord! I can walk again! Mm. What? My foot fell asleep. So I'm not a churchgoer, but uh, I know about, you know, the differences between black churches and white churches <laughs> and, bl- and black God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not religious either. But, you know, seeing like the more gospel churches on TV mm-hmm. and like in movies and TV shows and things like this, I'm like, that seems like a more fun Jesus church to go to than what the white people are going to. I agree. And it's cool because you have pretty much every black person that's ever been on The Simpsons in there. <laughs> there's Tedrick Tatum. There's uh, not uh, not uh, uh, who's the boxing promoter. Don- it's not uh, Don King. Don King. Yeah. Or yeah. I forget who the what his character's name is. Yep. Uh, there's a uh, sideshow Rahim. I also think it's funny to bring in a, a boxed child. Like, What's <laughs> wrong with my baby? Is this a social commentary on how the white man just like imposes on another oh. person's? Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say like. No, um, that's actually uh, community. Yeah, kind of. Po- that's kind of a. <laughs> that's very, very, very uh, astute uh, observation there. Because I don't you know, think that's the, <laughs> the idea of it. I think it's just a joke of uh, the gospel church. Yeah, I know, but still, <laughs> I've seen. Haven't we seen uh, um, Carl in church before? I think so, yeah. Well, and of course, Dr. Hibbert, but they just doing this joke. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I do like Black God is cooler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I still won't go to church, but uh, they seemed, no. yeah. Um, although the, the thing with Homer, with like, and then the praise Lord, I can walk again, like kind of making fun of the. Yeah. And then just saying no, it was, I don't know, I, I think that joke was that great. Yeah, I mean, they did kind of this whole, the. My finger reviewed it. Maybe not. I don't know anymore. Uh, the one where Bart becomes a evangelist. Yeah, we did that one. Yeah. So that kind of reminded me of that as well. Also, back to the commentary of uh, just these privileged white people taking a uh, an, a diseased kid, a kid with a virus, 
into an area. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe she should have been vaccinated. I don't know. He's given horse medicine. <laughs> yeah. Horse dewormer. Yeah. With a picture of a horse on it. <laughs> it says good for up to 1500 pound animal. That's your average American. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, I mean- <laughs> quickly did you ever have the the chicken pox oh yeah that's a good question and i won't answer it no i did uh i remember it was on valentine's day because i was like four i think i was in kindergarten or first grade and it happened on valentine's day and i missed out on valentine's day but i thought it was cool that i had like little hearts all over me because i lived in a cartoon world (laughs) uh yeah how about you uh nope no really yeah no huh yeah (laughs) is that how i'm gonna die (laughs) could be you might you might be like ray romano you died of chicken pox? No, but you're going to come down with a case of shingles. <laughs> yeah. It's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. It's not good if you're an adult and get it. So, uh, yeah, they can be very bad. Luckily, I uh, don't hang around kids. So, <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> that's what I tell my probation officer. <laughs> oh, shit. Is she listening? No. Don't worry. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, uh, back at 742 Evergreen Terrace, Maggie covered in the pox is using everything she can to find. Just to scratch those little itches there. So uh, Marge puts on some oven mitts and on uh, Maggie's hands as she goes to apply some uh, calamine lotion. But Maggie still uh, seeks uh, relief. And so there's a pineapple right there. <laughs> Starts using that. And that, you know, Marge takes that away. Then she grabs a cheese grater uh, and ah. uses that on her skin. But then looking to distract uh, Maggie there, uh, Marge uh, hands little Maggie one of her teddy bears. Aww. And then Maggie rips the head off to reveal... A giant blade. <laughs> so is it the, the teddy bear manufacturer just like that's how they put the bears together? Is these just giant blades they used to hold the body on? Or did Maggie like oh. purposely like cut the bear's head off to hide a, a knife in there just in case for emergencies? He's not scratching emergencies, but you know, some to stab uh, someone trying to kill her like, dad. Yeah. Or that one eyed eyebrow motherfucker comes by. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show him what for. <laughs> Maybe. I do like the idea of it's a toy manufacturer because it just reminds me of that uh, very old uh, SML sketch with uh, Dan Aykroyd trying to sell bags of clo- uh, broken glass to children. Well, Steve, you sound pretty old <laughs> and dated. Uh, the oldest like uh, satellite sketch I can think of is um, uh, the, the Californians. Or Donald Trump saying hotline bling. <laughs> um, the oldest sketch I can think of is with... Uh, something with bone yang in it yeah he's the oldest cast member because i'm so young that's right remember when it was leslie jones way back in the day who grandpa yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) the cheese grater was very visceral for me like that just sounds awful i've never seen any of those saw movies like because that's torture porn right do they ever like is there ever like a a a scene where like uh all right if you want to live then you have to cheese grater your arm off I could see that. I've never seen them either, but I could see that happening. But I like to imagine that it's your own personal hell. So for yeah. me, you'd be like chopping vegetables in a mandolin because that's awful because <laughs> I always cut myself horribly. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, you got to get the fingering right. And sometimes those strings hurts when you try to strum exactly. a mandolin. Yeah. What do you think you are? Uh, Paul McCartney? He plays a mandolin sometimes. Sure. That oh. classic mandolin player, Paul. <laughs> well, I usually play my bass, but sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'll play the mandolin. I like the bass because it goes blue, diddy, blue, diddy, blue. But the bass goes ding, a ding, a ding. It's fun. <laughs> Are we just doing trying to do like Dana Carvey's jokes or impersonation of Paul? Yep. <laughs> it's the best. All right, Steve. Sorry. Uh, All righty. So 
Homer tries to offer some comfort to little Maggie, but Marge quickly grabs her away, as Homer, much like Craig, has never had chicken pox. Marge warns her husband that chicken pox, as an adult, can be extremely dangerous, even making him sterile down there. Maybe I do want the chicken pox now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so Homer is disappointed at Marge for working blue. She's better than that. He then uh, runs <laughs> outside to play with a ball. Uh, Homer sees uh, Bart licking on the frosting of an egg beater when Ned gives him an idea. Well, you uh, know what, um, Steve? Uh, Hope, or Bart licking that egg beater. He's just <laughs> going to get a, probably an upset tummy because he's eating raw egg. That's true. Um, before we go to that clip, though, um, a possible blunder. I don't know. Um, working in the power plant for so long, Homer's probably probably already sterile, but Burns and Smithers may have covered it up to avoid compensation. And, but I think that Marge, Marge might know that she's that he's sterile. So I don't know. But it's also a cartoon. So who cares? On with the clip. Can't even go to my own kitchen. Bart's in there right now licking frosting off my egg beaters. Mm. Don't worry, Dad. I'm saving one for you. <laughs> I'll just leave it here in the dog's mouth. No! Uh, Bart! That's a really bad storage area! Hey, Homer, why the sour puss? Did you chug a lug of skunky snapple? I don't know, maybe. Plus, my wife won't let me inside because the baby's got chicken pox. <gasps> really? Do you mind if I bring my boys over so she can infect Rod and Todd? Then there'll be a pox on both our houses. Why would you do that? Are you a bad parent? Oh, contraire, man with no hair. You see, Rod and Todd could only get the chicken pox once, and uh, childhood's the safest time. So you want Maggie to infect your kids? You betcha. In fact, some parents have been known to hold pox parties, so other kids in the neighborhood can get the disease when they please. And would they pay handsomely for the privilege? Well, they might, but you'd have to be awfully money-grubbing to charge your friends and neighbors. Fifteen dollars to infect your kids! Now featuring the Poxbox. Poxbox not recommended for pregnant or nursing women. As with any disease, box results may vary. Poxbox. There's a lot to load in that clip there, Steve. Um, yeah. I do like uh, how quick Homer was to get the uh, his his little setup for the Poxbox. He's <laughs> a, a like a drawer of white gloves hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the thought of like Homer's like trying to make money off of something yeah of this and ned's like you should have to be kind of a awesome like are you a bad parent that's <laughs> such a good line <laughs> is that another plus in the uh attic of our own yeah we're gonna plus for that one okay the uh, gospel church i don't know if we should if there was anything insensitive in there I, we're just we can't be the pc police right yeah i don't know if we so is that an is that a minus or just uh we'll just not say it is we won't say anything all right that's fair. ever again probably improve this podcast <laughs> We can give it a try, though. I'm open-minded. What? To just not talk. This release like an hour and a half of empty. Well, go. <clears throat> it's a couple times. You hear yeah. us like take sips of our drinks. I think we can do a clip every now and then. It's like a, <laughs> nine minutes in. This sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, so Marge and Homer have welcomed several Springfield children into their home um, from Rod and Todd, Nelson, Ralph. The squeaky voice <laughs> teen is there for some reason. The Nahasapisa Petamalan octuplets, uh, Sherry, O'Terry, Sherry O'Terry, that's the name I stumble on, and even Kearney and his boy who sleeps in a drawer. Uh, they're all in there to get infected with chickenpox. Maggie is even uh, bathing in the punch bowl for easier access for her filth and disease. Um, yeah, real quickly, the uh, squeaky teen there. That was weird. Right. I mean, it's not weird because obviously I haven't had chicken pox, but it's just the fact that like his parents were like, you need to go to this baby's chicken pox party. <laughs> or I always assume for some reason, squeaky teen like lived on his own. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. 
it doesn't but i kind of always thought the same thing because i think he, he always had a job i think that's it like he probably has like a studio apartment yeah maybe but, he's then, emancipated. but then didn't we also yeah but didn't we also like i think one episode we thought squeaky teen was actually sarcastic, Raphael, guy's. sarcastic guy's son yeah right yeah i don't know hmm. <laughs> oh you know how the cheese grater like got to you like uh yeah i thought maggie swimming around the punch bowl was really disgusting for me yeah like, that is like, pretty uh, gross yeah the idea of a baby <sighs> any baby not just maggie <laughs> anybody i don't want you swimming into what i'm going to be drinking right <laughs> uh so the doorbell rings and uh, kirk van houten drops off Melhouse. he tells marge that luann will pick him up after the party <laughs> and then kirk explains that he'll be uh, he'll fill his time by uh, reading the care instructions for his doctors in the car <laughs> so he's dropping Melhouse off but he mm-hmm. has to stay until luann shows up to pick him up yeah <laughs> or is it just like the fact that like i think that joke is like he's such a loser like he's he has nothing better to do than just to sit yeah i think that's it and also some maybe implied stalking uh, okay. which they allude to later on i was just also thinking too that maybe it was that uh, luann's like you have to stay there until i get there i don't know yeah i don't know that she's that good of a parent right or she's that of a helicopter parent yeah yeah there'd be like a helicopter parent type move that's true all right well marge uh, instead asks him if he wants to join uh her and the other parents in the kitchen because they're having uh alcohol drinks <laughs> i like that I yeah like. and then their addition on the parents that aren't there and then uh we cut to the kitchen where dr hibbert is ending an antidote to um about this patient who has a urinary urinary blockage and then uh he's like oh there he is <laughs> there's <laughs> my guy there's a funny scene there yeah so in the other room homer dons a hazmat suit to introduce the sister with the blisters the top with the spots maggie homer then rolls out his daughter in a red wagon maggie is decked out in a tiara and a sash that reads pox princess and then uh, children all line up and eagerly await the baby to cough on them. Uh, Ralph feels the effects almost immediately, which we'll see. And in the kitchen, the results are having different effects. The effects of alcohol. I feel like a chicken already. I just made an egg in my pants. Hey, Marge, hit me with a little bit more of that uh, silly slush. Chief, don't you think you've had enough? I'm fine. Watch, I can even touch my gun in my nose. <gasps> ah, don't worry, I'm the beef with chilies. I mean, I'm the beef with no cheese. <laughs> Why doesn't Lou like me? Why? Knock, knock. Lynn, what are you doing here? I thought you were just dropping Millhouse off. I could get some coffee and come back. No, 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 you stay. I'll just drive home. Uh, who's going to let me siphon? Look, why don't you both stay and have one of my margaritas? All right. Huh, I never drank one of these without a cigarette in it. Hey, a margaritas. Her, her name is Marge. Is that Spanish or Mexican for Marge? Margarita? I think Spanish. Yeah, not Mexican. <laughs> no, isn't that what Homer said? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. He said it was Mexican for Marge. He didn't yeah. say Spanish. He's trying to do the Simpson, a Simpsons Very thing. Good, yeah. A callback. Uh, Ralph. Poops his pants. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for you, Ralph. Uh, I love the Wiggum stuff. Putting the gun to his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and the and the beef of Trelease. Uh, the, the beef with no cheese. <laughs> uh, and you know what the sad thing is? He's a drunk cop, and he's probably going to get in behind the wheel <laughs> after he's done with uh, the pox party, right? I think so. Don't drink and drive. Also, don't be a cop and drink and drive. Right. Also, don't, don't be, be a cop. cop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so instead of a, an inflatable uh, bounce house for the pox party, Homer's hired uh, Krusty the Clown to entertain the kids. Unfortunately, he only paid for 20 seconds, so the crown prince of Channel 6 rushes through a limerick, uh, which I'll let Craig read. Because, uh, uh, I don't know, I think you'd uh, give it a little spit. <sighs> hey. Moisha caught the chicken pox. He scratched all night and day. He asked the rabbi what to do, and he said, Hey, hey. Oh, yeah, know. that's what he should have said. How does that end, Steve? How, I don't know. I, we, I, I briefly tried to look it up, and I didn't find anything. Yeah, same here. Though I did find some very uh, dirty lyrics. <laughs> so obviously it has to be very dirty. So it has to rhyme with day. So it could be... Um, oy vey. <laughs> oy vey. Hey, hey, like you said. Yeah. Um, Tay-Tay. Maybe it's a Taylor Swift thing. There you go. <laughs> um, May-May. Is that a thing? I keep saying May-May. <laughs> Um, uh, cafe Ole, it's yeah, yeah. All right, let's just go through the alphabet real quick and find letters that start with the, the letter. So, A, um, day, A, I mean, day. I don't really think of A, day, A, away. No, not really. Away, no, okay, so it's going to be uh, Bay, Bay. Maybe uh, he downloaded porn on the Pirates Bay, right? I ever asked him what to do, and he said, Download porn on Pirates Bay. <laughs> um, okay, let's say C, C, um, K, K. Um, uh, D Day. We're okay. We have that E. Yay. Yeah. Yay Sports. <laughs> yeah. Faye. Like Faye done away. He asked her what, what to do, and he said, "Seek out Faye done away." No, it doesn't work. Either. Go watch Thirty Rock with <laughs> directed by Tina Fey. Okay, and uh, I think it might be it because what's the next letter? G. Yeah. yeah. Now we're done. I, I can't think of a thing. All right, we're good. So uh, Chrissy's watch beeps there, right? Yeah. So uh, that his uh, time is up and that it's time to go. So the margaritas continue to flow like wine and the separated Kirk and Luann begin to reconnect. Kirk, you look good. Have you been working out? Well, dogs have been chasing me. No one's been chasing me lately. What happened to your last boyfriend? The one who'd always go to the gym after visiting you, then have lunch at that place downtown. You know, his taillight's broken. I'm not seeing him anymore. Well, does that mean that there might be a chance for me? Almost anyone's got a chance now. Okay, so there's your reference to the uh, stalkery yeah. thing where he's following the guy. Yeah, yeah. His tail so, it's out. <laughs> Kurt's sad and alone, and Luann is horny and a little drunk. So yeah, you know how you get when you're drunk: sad, lonely, and horny. Yeah, <laughs> they're all that. You're uh, even willing to sleep with uh, Kirk Van Houten. Yeah, which is pretty bad. Pretty Bald guy with glasses, wearing a sweater. Pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so Homer ushers the kids out of the party, asking them to tell a friend if they got sick. Uh, but Milhouse, maybe he'll get sick because he opens the door to grab his jacket, but instead finds his divorced parents making out. He screams <laughs> out, sweet Lizzie McGuire. And uh, Bart shows his friend something shocking of his own. Homer in the bathroom feeding Mr. Stomach. Uh, Homer stands uh, in his underpants, uh, his nipples painted like eyes, and a red nose in the middle of his chest. He then stuffs pizza into his uh, folded belly, voicing the character as well. Uh, once uh, he sees Bart watching, Homer meekly, meekly closes the door, saying that it was uh, something he had to do for uh, work. Wow, so that's where that uh, gif comes from, from this episode. I've seen that Homer eating the pizza, the stomach gif, for many years now. Yeah. And the social media, Steve? I've seen it, too. That's oh. funny. No, I'm not comes... bragging. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I've seen like I've seen a GIF on the internet. It is impressive that Homer was able to strip off the hazmat suit, get uh, pizza, paint his nipples and and the nose. If he, well, he might have already had that painted because he knew oh, it was coming. You know. That's true. And it was like as soon as this party is done, 
me and Mr. Stomach have a date. Is this a, what's more shameful, this or eating his flowers? Oh, I mean, this just seems sad. This is pretty, pretty sad. Like there's going to be pizza like all over his tummy and on the ground, probably. And you're just wasting good pizza. I want to see a future episode where Bart is an adult describing this to uh, his uh, psychiatrist. Dr. Sally Waxler. Hey, she'll be dead by then. I think Dr. Sally Waxler, the junior, the junior, <laughs> the junior, the junior, the junior, uh, sweet Lizzie McGuire, sweet Lizzie McGuire. Um, so let's get to our second act. How about that? All righty. Uh, begins as every second, second act on the Simpsons does with, uh, Bart at the kitchen table, recounting the events of the after party to Marge and Lisa Homer runs in with some shocking news. So Milhouse walks into the bedroom, and there's his mom and dad going, mm, 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 mm. Oh, Mr. Van Hammer, I love when you kiss me. Yeah, yeah, kissing ladies is the best. Oh, baby, kiss my mouth. Mm, kiss me like we're in a fancy hotel. All right, we get it. <laughs> March. What's happening to me? Oh, homie, you got chicken pox. What the hell? I don't know. I kept away from Maggie all day. I'll give another plus here to Patrick for uh, the well-crafted way a 10-year-old boy would talk about kissing. Yeah, that that's so good. <laughs> kissing girls is the best. <laughs> kissing in the fancy hotel. Oh, yeah. Kiss me, baby. It's just so good. Uh, yeah, I, I like that a lot. That might be up there for me on the list of funny things. So Homer then drinks some milk from one of Maggie's uh, bottles. Because as we learned uh, last week, Marge does not breastfeed. Uh, at least not Maggie or Bart. He then uses the uh, pointy heads of his other children to scratch the itches that are bothering him. And this got me thinking, isn't it funny that there's all this talk about itching and scratching, but there's no <laughs> itchy and scratchy in this episode? Uh, we then go to the Van Houten residency where uh, Kirk and Wan are trying to explain to their son what he witnessed. Uh, Milhouse lies says, and says that he didn't get his hopes up. But when Kirk uh, suggests the possibility of the couple reuniting, Milhouse admits that his hopes are up and sky high. Probably like Kirk's penis after making out with Luan. Uh, it's also sky high. Uh, Luan goes on to say that she and Kirk are going through a trial unseparation. And unlike the breakup, it's not Milhouse's fault. <laughs> the boy then imagines the prospects of the family getting back together as Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young's Our House plays. So Milhouse imagines a uh, portrait of him and his family uh, when he was just a little toddler there. Uh, the photo is then ripped in half and a young Milhouse falls through the air, uh, growing to his current age. And then uh, in the clouds behind him, he sees his mother sitting on the uh, flexing bicep, uh, former boyfriend, uh, American Gladiator Pyro. Mm. Uh, Milhouse falls some more and sees Luann dancing with Disco Stew. And then on another cloud, Kirk is uh, eating directly from a large tub of ice cream. A few more feet of falling and uh, Milhouse sees Kirk on a cloud there attempting to hang himself, uh, mm -hmm. only for the news to break. <laughs> Uh, the fantasy continues with Melhouse falling uh, into his loving parents' arms and waiting for him is uh, Lisa, all dressed in white. She's Ooh. wearing a wedding dress. Uh, Melhouse, now dressed in a tux and a top hat, uh, grabs Lisa's hand and they run to their honeymoon bouncy castle, jump around and probably consummate their marriage, right? That's right. I mean, he's going to like, kiss her on the mouth really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like they're in a fancy hotel. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, a, a bouncy castle hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could see that being a thing. <laughs> With unlimited martinis. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, glass is really stupid. And right. We'll get everywhere. You could have a slip and slide into the bouncy <laughs> house. Yeah. Also, I, I'll just say uh, open electricity. <laughs> sure. 
like uh, toaster ovens. Yeah. On on uh, power cords from the 1960s. Yeah. Balancing delicately around the bathtubs. <laughs> yeah. With uh, razor blades. Yeah. And, and a it, wild it, monkey for some reason. And uh, salt guns that just shoot salt at you when you get your cuts. <laughs> and, and it's lime juice. Yeah. Why am I just making a torture bouncy house all of a sudden? <laughs> Are we yeah. just going to transform into a Saw podcast? I think so. I haven't Seesaw. We we should do a podcast like, we haven't Seesaw, now we Seesaw. Yeah. We Seesaw, so we discuss. Yeah, the uh, the image is just us on the top of a of a teeter-totter, <laughs> and at the bottom is, what's not Pennywise, uh, Carrie Elvis. Who, what's yeah. the clown's name? Carrie Elvis. Okay. Yeah, he's on the bottom smiling and yeah, and it's called Seesaw. Um the yeah, I don't know the what is his name? It's like Jack 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 Jagsaw? Jagoff? Jigsaw. Yes. I think that's the, the clown that Jigsaw, yeah. Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. uh the Chris Rock, he did like a sequel, right? Like just recently? Yes. I think I heard in, on another podcast that basically Medea or basically on... dared him to make a Saw movie. And so he did. We haven't done Eye Office Marine in a long time. Let's see. Oh. We should get together sometime and watch the Saw movies. Alrighty. Let's sit down, record us watching the Saw movies. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> we can make a game of it. Yeah. Maybe only do like uh, at least maybe once a month. Yeah. I don't want to do that every <laughs> Not every weekend. And that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be fun for our bodies. No. <laughs> All right. Back to the so- Ah, yes. So uh, Milhouse wakes up from his fantasy all blissed out, saying that he hasn't daydreamed in color and for so long. Uh, The camera pans out to reveal that he's riding in an ambulance and his parents are looking over him very concerned. And then back at the Simpsons household, Marge has filled a bathtub full of oatmeal to help uh, soothe Homer's itchy chicken pox. Unfortunately, Homer has already eaten three tubs of the uh, Homer oats. Just then, the phone rings. It's the nuclear power plant to uh, want to know where Homer is. He then uh, tells his workplace that he has chicken pox, saying that he know he said he had it last time, but he was lying then. And then so he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I love you. Goodbye. Uh, which I think is it's funny to tell the, your place of work that you love them. Uh, he then tells Marge that he was just fired. <laughs> he pulls a, a newspaper out of nowhere. And then uh, meanwhile, Kirk and Luann discuss their uh, uh, extracurricular relationships during their split. I just got fired. Better check the one, Eds. Ooh, truck driver needed in a rock. Trucks are like big cars. Okay, Luann. For honesty's sake, we should probably talk about everyone we dated while we were separated. Well, the sea captain and I... Yeah, okay, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So, what are we going to do as a family today? Mini golf? Pedal boats? Indoor rock wall? Um, Millie. Botanical garden? Build-a-bear workshop? Arena football with a Springfield stun? Not today, big guy. Your dad and I need more time to get reacquainted. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? Tell me! Private jokes are rude! Uh, son, here's ten bucks. Why don't you go to the bowling alley and throw some solo balls? But it's league night! No, this trial and separation stinks. My parents used to compete for my love, and I'd cash in every time. And I always got the spillover. Drive-in movies, two Christmases, soda with dinner. (sighs) We live like kings. Remember when you told my dad to go to bed and he did? 
That was some New Year's. Now listen, I think we should consider breaking your parents up again. <laughs> Just the idea of Mark telling Kurt, go to bed <laughs> then, uh, or go okay. to bread. <laughs> and then it's like 9.30 on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Honestly, though, if you think about it, I would be like, no, that's smart because then, like, he doesn't have to watch the kids. Right. So he can just go to bed and be by himself. Uh, don't drink too much. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> you go to bed. I go to bed. Not right now, though. Oh. That uh, I didn't really talk about, but the oatmeal, Homer and the oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Did you have to, when you had chicken pox, did you have to be doused no. in oatmeal? Okay. No, I had a lot of calamine lotion. I remember yeah. that. I can, I can remember how it smells, but. Uh... I feel like the oatmeal thing is just for TV. Like, what like family can afford a tub full of oatmeal? I know oatmeal is like not like ex- like expensive, but still, it's just it's such up. a pain in the ass. And then to clean it, yeah. Because what do you do? One, I mean, obviously Homer would eat it, but yeah, to be honest, I probably like eat it too. Scoop it up and like throw it in a trash bag, like <laughs> unless you let it try to go down the drain. But that doesn't seem like it would work. You have to like then get yeah. like twenty gallons of Drano, right? <sighs> But and would also, you? Oh, it sorry, just feels like an antiqu- antiquated, like old timey cure. Yeah, like when um, I think it was. We might not be able to I'll be allowed to watch this episode, but there's the one where uh, Marge tricks Homer into thinking, or Lisa tricks tricks Homer into thinking that they have uh, leprosy. Oh yeah, I remember that one. I guess that's not a cure, but they, they she glues oatmeal <laughs> to to them. Like what's with oats and disease? It's weird. But um, what would you uh, would you eat the oatmeal if you were sitting in a tub full of oatmeal? I don't think so. It's like the Maggie in the pool. I don't want to eat okay. food that I've been sitting in either. Is there a food that you would like to just lay in hmm. that would tempt you to like, I guess I'll eat some of it? He's like, well, this part over here hasn't really touched my body. Huh. I'm trying to you, think. Can, you can wear swim trunks or a Speedo, whatever you want to. Oh, you yeah. can be naked. I don't care. Oh, I'll, I'll probably go for the trunks. Um, <laughs> trying to think of what food I would eat. Steve, uh, why don't you come over? I, I, I got some... Um, we could try this i got uh i got this really big cauldron for uh halloween uh-huh. and i'm just go ahead and uh you could sit in there I'll, i'm gonna put some water in there maybe some nice. some carrots and then uh some onions and celery and a bay leaf and some pepper and salt and then um potatoes and then i'll turn the heat up on the water so you could get more comfortable uh, uh, does that sound like uh yeah, do you go for that sounds right now. What, what, what wait wait wait, <laughs> wait a minute you're making steve soup <laughs> can't allow that so yeah, we'll eat Steve. All right. Well, maybe that's a Steve good for everybody. Yeah. You say Steve Super, Steve's too. Make it Steve Sue. Steve Sue. <laughs> I like it a little, uh, a little thicker. Um, a couple of other things in that clip. Homer saying that trucks are big cars. <laughs> it reminds me of a couple weeks ago when uh, he was talking about uh, Chewy being a man in a costume. <laughs> yeah. It's like some repressed childhood memory that he learned from Grandpa that trucks are just <laughs> big cars. I also like uh, Millhouse finding private jokes to be rude. <laughs> that was a great line. I feel like Nelson, not Nelson, Millhouse kind of just grows up and becomes Michael Scott, right? From The Office. Oh, like I can some, see that. Some sort of variation. <laughs> yeah, he just so desperately needs to be liked. Right. Or Millhouse. All right. Well, speaking of Millhouse, um, he's unsure of Bart's ruse since uh, he wanted his parents to get back together for so long. Bart figures that they're going to break up again anyways. So why not just speed up the process? Uh, Bart Mil- and Milhouse then argue over uh, Milhouse's imaginary friend who uh, never told him to do wrong. Uh, but he's gone and Bart tells uh, Milhouse that his imaginary friend will be gone for another year as long as he looks for his brain. <laughs> the idea of Bart telling how Milhouse is just 
so susceptible to Bart. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Hey, Steve, uh, go uh, do something over there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I made you do that. Okay. She told me to come back. Isn't so. she at work? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it was a long walk. Uh, so Kirk excitedly loads up a shopping cart with his belongings uh, to move back in with Luann. Uh, Milhouse stops his father, telling him that his ex-wife thinks that he's stinky and gross. Uh, Bart, hiding behind the couch, gives his friends a thumbs up, uh, pleased with his deception. Kirk, however, is happy that Luann is no longer bottling up her criticisms. And after all, he is, you know, a little funky. But that's what clone samples are for. He then proceeds to uh, rub a couple of issues of DQ magazine all over his body. Since it didn't work with his daddy, Milhouse tries his trickery with his mother. Mom, I don't want to get Dad in trouble, but he just let me drink a beer. Hmm, looks like we have a problem here. The problem being that you are addicted to fibbing. I am drunk. I'll prove it. Watch me kiss this picture of Nana. No, oh, I can't do it. She's so mean to me. She won't let me eat Fruit Loops. Maybe my mom and dad are meant to be together, Bart. You better hope not, because you know what comes next? Your worst nightmare, a baby sister. Hi, Bart. I baked you some cookies. Skanks for nothing, Lamorella. If you two don't mind, I'd like to watch that cool Fox show about teenagers in Orange County. Austin, I was looking for my belly ring in a recording studio, and I found this. Does this or does this not belong to Feather? Sorry, Jade. That's how we light it up in the OC. When Bart's, you know, disparaging his baby sister and then all of a sudden Lisa comes in and just <laughs> made you kiss cookies. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. It is. And skanks for nothing. Um, also, I love Millhouse um, <laughs> being so mad at his Nana <laughs> because she wouldn't let him eat Fruit Loops. <laughs> the reading of that is very good. Yeah. <laughs> And just to prove that he's drunk, he'll kiss a photo <laughs> of his grandma. Yeah. Great kid logic in this episode. Yeah. Also, I wasn't sure. Um, and the OC thing kind of goes on, but I couldn't tell if they were mocking it or promoting it. Like the way that uh, Lisa talks about that hit teenage drama. Feels fourth wall y breaky. Yeah. There's another. Yeah, there's another part in this episode that's fourth wall breaky. Yeah, I never watched the OC, but uh, I imagine that's what, what's, what it's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it's like this, then I definitely want to watch it. <laughs> Just like rich white kids being assholes, pretty much, I think. Yeah. Is that the actual uh, theme song from OC? Yes, it is by the band Fanta Planet, oh. uh, which famously had uh, actor Jason Schwartzman as their drummer. Ooh. Yes. So, yeah, the OC teens uh, party at Knott's Berry Farm there with a man dressed up as a Snoopy costume. And they run in slow motion and they take uh, that log ride. And then uh, the Snoopy costume holds them up at gunpoint at the ATM, <laughs> taking the wealthy teens' money and running away. Uh, <laughs> then the kids look at the TV, blank faced when Lisa thinks out loud that uh, the bra was probably just planted by Sterling to break up Jade and Austin. Um, this gives Bart an idea and they need to offer some credit where it often isn't given. That's a brilliant idea. Those TV writers are geniuses. Whatever they're paid, it's not enough. This bra is really going to lift and separate. Lift your mother's suspicions and separate your parents. Millhouse, I need slender fingers to get me a pickle. This isn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a message for your wife. 
Stop sleeping with my husband. Okie doke. With my husband. And you are... The wife of your wife's lover. Does he know what this is regarding? Oh, you moron. Marge is having an affair with Kirk. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No woman would want to have sex with that loser. Uh, and uh, congratulations on snagging him back. Good stuff. Just answer me one question. How did your wife's bra end up in my husband's bed? <gasps> This is Marge's bra. I bought it for her boobs. Uh, going back to the beginning of that clip there, that was the other fourth wall joke where they're praising TV writers in the millhouse. <laughs> Whatever is they're paid, it's not enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. It's, uh, it's true. They should get paid more. It's probably what he fought for the WGA. Yep. Uh, um, I like that Marge, or maybe Homer, uh, label her bras to say property of Marge Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Boobs. I also love Homer in that. Uh, I like the fact that he's so diligent about taking a message without actually paying attention to what the message is. <laughs> in a way that's very respectful because he's just passing along the information without <laughs> yeah. delving in any deeper. So it's respectable. And then, yeah, also, I bought it for her boobs. Boobs! <laughs> Got a new one for this soundboard? Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe not. Hmm. So uh, Homer sits at the uh, kitchen table, wondering of all the people for Marge to cheat on, why did it have to be him? <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Uh, Marge then steps in complaining that exchanging a melon at the uh, grocery store is an all-day affair. Speaking of affairs, Homer asks Marge if she slept with Kirk Van Houten. Before we play that clip there, I thought the uh, that line that Marge says, uh, uh, trying to return the melon. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. like with Homer's like, well, at least that, uh, at least we think- solved that problem. Yeah. She was trying to exchange a melon. And she doesn't have a melon in her hand, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Hope she at least got her money back. Yeah. So they're scamming, uh, the scamming the store out of melons. Man. They're the melon bandits. Oh, but he didn't get his melon. <laughs> huh. I know. This is all confusing, Steve. Um, let's just play a clip. All righty. How could you ask me that? I repeat, did you sleep with Kirk? Homer, you're crazy. You're not saying no. Fine, no. I'm still not hearing no. No, no, no. Well, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. You don't trust me? After I salved every chicken pock on your ungrateful body? How dare you? I'm still waiting for that no. Get out of this house! Gladly! I think Homer is overacting, Steve. I think you might be right. Okay. Especially after they've been married for so long. I don't buy it that uh, Homer really would think Marge is sleeping around. Especially with Kirk. Uh, yeah. You know, Patrick, uh, oh. I have to give you a, a negative on this because uh, yeah, I don't think Homer or Marge is the cheating type, but uh, who am I to say? Hey, you know what we didn't uh, bring up? Speaking of cheating, when uh, Luann said that she was seeing the sea captain, does that mean that uh, the sea captain, oh, of course, yeah. was cheating on his wife that we just found out he had been, he's been married to for 40 years? That's true. Hmm. So sea captain, what are you doing? Huh? Oh, so sea captain man. gets a, a minus, not Patrick. Okay. So, so, so yeah, far we have three pluses for Patrick <laughs> and one minus for the sea captain. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, give a six to uh, Millhouse. Six pluses or minuses? Mm, Fruit Loops. Six fruit loops for okay, but he only gets the orange ones. They're all orange. <laughs> oh, you mean color? Yeah, because <laughs> the flavors they're all orange. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all fruit flavor or whatever. They're all orange flavored. They just don't say it. Yeah, biggest lie I was ever told. 
Yeah, except for apple jacks. They taste like apples. No, they don't. <laughs> oh, Wait a Steve, minute, I'm an adult. <laughs> oh, no. We eat what we like. Which one's that? Is that? Yeah, that's still apple jacks. Yeah, basically okay. admitting that they don't taste like apples, but they <laughs> taste like something, and we like them. And you don't get it, old man. What do they taste like? They. It's basically cinnamon. It's probably like the same c- Fruit Loop flavor with cinnamon added. That's cool. Hey, yeah, Homer Simpson. He angrily uh-huh. grabs a suitcase and then he opens up the fridge and pushes all of the uh, contents of the fridge into his luggage. Uh, he then grabs a, a pepper grinder from atop the fridge, gives it a few shakes, and seasons his suitcase full of food. <laughs> throws it in the gr- grinder in there and then lugs the uh, full briefcase out of the house. Uh, Bart and Millhouse will watch while. Uh, Hiding in the closet. Hmm? They're just hiding in the closet, Steve. There's, uh, I, I didn't say anything. Okay. Um, Bart is upset as they uh, they tried to break up Millhouse's parents, but broke up his instead. And uh, looking to offer her help, Millhouse calls up Dolly, Dr. Sally Wexler, uh, who demands he stop <laughs> calling her, especially since she's on her honeymoon. <laughs> it is that weird a kid again. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so this is the second time we've had uh, Dr. Sally Wexler referred to. The first in Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, when uh, Millhouse is in the plane pretending to shoot down Dr. Sally Wexler. Sad kid. <laughs> Had a lot of troubles, but we don't because we're heading into our third act. And it, be- and it begins with Homer sneakily checking the mail from the uh, Simpsons mailbox, which has a name written in a familiar font. That's kind of weird. It is, right? <laughs> Just okay. <laughs> like, why, why is it written like the Simpsons? Like, is it the Simpsons? Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, they went. <laughs> I think it's a uh, it's a uh, continuity error, or it's a yeah it's some sort of error because the, you know they're filming in the Universal backlot the Springfield uh-huh. set and one of the pro- one of the uh, souvenir Simpsons mailbox that they sell on the stands actually was caught in the shot so that's exactly what I'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> that's the scenario that I was thinking of but yeah you got it <laughs> um, so Lisa and Bart confront Homer but he just came to get his mail. Uh, he finds correspondence to resident and occupant, but he can't open those because he's neither of those things anymore. He then finds a traffic uh, ticket addressed to him, and he opens it to find a fine for $300 for running a red light. And a photo of Homer behind the wheel, distracted, eating a donut while angrily reading Cat Fancy Magazine. Homer oh. cries, saying that he'd do anything to get Marge or end that donut back. I want to know who was pissing Homer off in, in Cat, Cat Fancy. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a very complex, funny image that um, yeah, I think is great. I agree. Um, and I don't know. I don't really drive. Uh, Three hundred dollars for a red light, running a red light. Is that is that accurate? I I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I seems excessive, but I don't. Like I say, I don't know. I think the well, the last ticket I got was for speeding, but it was literally going like eleven miles over the speed limit. And I think the fine was like one hundred and twenty dollars. But if if I didn't go to court, right. then I think it was dropped to like eighty dollars. Yeah, I guess I guess then. So guess maybe it was three hundred. But then, like, if you go to court, you can get it reduced like in half. That's usually what they. That's the whole. Yeah, it's a scam, you know. Like, you still give us money, but if you show up at, out of, out of inconvenience, right. Oh, actually, in Oregon, it is a $260 fine. So, uh, tracks, never mind. Let's get back to work, Steve. Not ready. Um, Lisa thinks that Marge and Homer can work th- uh, through this, uh, but first she needs to know what happened to what happened. Uh, Bart quickly shuts down his sister's question, saying that it's, uh, it's a natural thing that happens, like a hurricane. Ugh. Are going to war. Ugh. All right, too soon on both of those. Yeah. 
Um, Lisa is suspicious. So Homer then heads off um, when Lisa asks where he's staying. Uh, once their father's out of earshot, Lisa and Bart discuss the sitch. Where are you staying? You know the Four Seasons? Well, I'm experiencing them firsthand because I'm living in the park. Bart, I think you're behind this whole thing. Yeah, I can see how you'd think that. But on the other hand, uh. ha, I can read you like a book. Haha, uh -huh, you read books. If you don't tell Mom what you did, I will. Oh, come on. Wouldn't it be easier if our parents divorced and you compensated by marrying much older men? Meanwhile, I'll be one of those weird guys who's 35 and shows up at high school basketball games. Again, it's such good kid dialogue. Yeah, I like that he threw a rock at his sister, and his sister's smart enough to have a spare uh, trash can lid to defend herself. It's a good uh, example of their dynamic, I think. Like, he tries to be insulting, but she's way too smart for her. So, yeah, yep. good, good job, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so back at home, Marge is doing some chores while muttering to herself, and so she wonders why she uh, married that selfish jerk. Uh, he never even flips the mattress, even though he's been uh, asked a thousand times that she flips the mattress herself and uses a broom to beat out the Homer-shaped indent uh, that's left in the bed. And uh, Bart walks in, vaguely admitting he his involvement with uh, his uh, parents. Marital woos. Uh, Mom? Hi, sweetie. Uh, you know that bra that broke up our family? Uh -huh. Well, I looked into it, and it turns out I was responsible. Really? Well, just for that, I'm going to erase all the safe games on your PlayStation. What? How do you know about things like that? I learned about it in here. <laughs> but Dad can come home, right? No. But he's innocent. Innocent? After all I do for your father, he still doesn't trust me. I'm finished with him. Does this mean you and Dad might get a D-A-V-U-R-S? Young man, you go work on your spelling, or I'll delete all the custom ringtones from your cell phone. No! I liked in the beginning when Bart's like, I looked into looked into this and uh turns out <laughs> that wording, like I looked into it, you know. Yeah, it, investigating. It, <laughs> it's also a very uh, kid friendly thing to sit like when you know you've done something wrong. Yeah. And you won't admit, but you hope that you can word it in such a way that you won't get in trouble. Like, <laughs> I kind of found out through my own brains, because I'm <laughs> yeah. so smart, yeah. that I might have done the thing that you're mad at. Uh, but the best part, I think, is Bart's uh, spelling of divorce. Yes. <laughs> and just the, how quick Marge is like, you go practice your spelling. <laughs> yeah, because like I think if, if somebody were to be like, hey, I think me and uh, Christy are getting a D-A-V-U-R-S. <laughs> like, Davers? What? <laughs> like, I wouldn't put it together quick enough. So good on you, Marge. Davers. <laughs> um, also, that uh, magazine was uh, Hip Punishment Magazine, <laughs> uh, which featured a mother threatening to throw an iPod into a blender as a horrified child that pleads on his knees looking on. I thought it was good to March to get one of those hip magazines. Do you want to know what I think a hip punishment is? What's that? Having to do all those squats. Oh, boy. That's that cricket button. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> there it is. So a possible blender that isn't really a blender. Uh, so Mar Marge threatened to uh, delete all of Bart's ringtones. But as we learned a few weeks back in Lost Horizon, that Bart's the only kid in his class who doesn't have a cell phone. Although it's possible that his phone was lost, destroyed, or that this episode is somehow set canonically before that episode, which is aired later. So I don't know. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. And they did. It was Patrick. They figured it out. And Matt was like, oh, we can't have you writing more episodes of The Simpsons. I'm sorry. So that's a minus for sure. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Bart and Melhouse reconvene over Buzz Colas and Bart's treehouse. It's kind of like set up as like their own little bar. They're on little <laughs> Mo's, right? Yeah. He can't believe that they're a reverse parent trap. Just made everything worse. And Milhouse suggests that they, they should use a different movie as their guide, like Oklahoma. And then he imagines himself dressed as a farmer and Bart as a cow, uh, a cowboy singing about how the farmer and the cowman should be friends. Uh, he then asks Bart if a uh, hoedown is is the answer to their problems. Uh, he just needs uh, Bart's chap size, which we all know, of course, it's just two more sizes than your actual pants. Sure. It's good, it's good to know. Yeah. Uh, Bart uh, doesn't want any Rogers and Hammerstein or Rogers and Hart. And uh, I thought the exchange was great, but then Lisa steps in and actually dentally inspires Bart. Enough with the tricks. Stupid movie schemes do not work in real life. Mom and Dad have a marriage on the rocks, and they need to work through it in therapy to make sure it doesn't shatter. Rocks? Shatter? Jagged cliff? Lise, you've just given me an idea for the most insane, harebrained, foolproof scheme ever. No. Okay, when my mom and dad see this dummy fall in the river, they'll think it's me, and they'll realize what really matters, each other. Do you like the dummy, Bart? I even made it smell like you. Now, to make sure Homer and Marge are in proper viewing position. So I got your note saying you wanted to meet here to apologize. Well, I got your note saying you were going to bring me a bucket of potato salad. Where's my apology? Where's my bucket? Now, I'll get Mom and Dad's attention and you shove the dummy in the water. Any questions? Yeah. What are you going as for Halloween? Pile of dog do. Let's roll. Here was a weird, weird line reading. He refers to when he's telling Millhouse about that plan on the on the cliff there he says he he called he says marge and homer so he's like we see marge and homer come mm-hmm. it's weird for him bart to call his mom marge that's true not weird for him to call homer his dad but right because he does he calls him homer but then at the end of that clip he t- tells millhouse when mom and dad mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is it bart that is confusing because i think that mom and homer is the normal way that he would say things yeah he would say my mom and when you see my mom and homer yeah, because he would never say dad. That's so weird. Yeah, that is weird. He only would use dad for in terms of an endearment. Yeah. When that movie he wants to see. He's like, dad. <laughs> okay, Ted Cruz. <laughs> but Steve. <laughs> when are we getting to the fireworks factory? <laughs> it's Cancun or bust. <laughs> Duh, oh, my dog. Um, all right. Uh, also, give dog. Yeah, <laughs> I like Millhouse randomly asking about Halloween. <laughs> yeah, pile of dog. And then Bart just being like, "Pile of dog, dude, let's go." Like, like he's known. Like Bart's known. Yeah. He he knew what he wanted to be that on November first. Exactly, a pile of dog shit. He's been saving Santa's lovers oh, shit God. all year, so he's just gonna. He's been making a mold. Ugh. All right, <laughs> he's gonna be the poop monster from Dogma. There you go. Bart's a big uh, Kevin Smith guy. <laughs> That's why he goes to the mall. I love mall rats. Yeah. Uh, so Milhouse skips off while Bart yells out to his parents that he's playing on a dangerous cliff, but they're probably too busy arguing to notice. But once he does have his parents' attention, Bart calls to Milhouse to knock the dummy off the cliff. Milhouse is too far away, though, and can't make out which Bart is real and which one is not. <laughs> and before he knows it, uh, Milhouse is already running. I love that animation of his legs just kicking up. <laughs> uh, and then he slams into a tree, <laughs> breaking his glasses. He stumbles to the ground, uh, knocking the real Bart off the cliff while doing so. This is like um, 
Bart falling off cliff. That's kind of like he's done that a couple of times. Yeah, uh, Bart the Daredevil from season right. two, and also uh, when uh, Marge, uh, when we meet um, uh, Homer's mom, it starts out with him uh, pretending to throw a dummy off the cliff, and then the beaver eats his pants. Yeah, it's a fun callback. Yeah. Um, all right. So Marge and Homer are screaming in horror when they witness Bart falling from rock to rock, landing in the rapidly moving uh, river. And I guess that's why they call them rapids, not slopids. <laughs> so he keeps hitting each rock along the way and then homer jumps into the water to save his son and then he gets the idea just to lie flat on his back because he's fat and fat floats and and bart uses him as a makeshift raft (laughs) that's a fun little visual gag i like Um, uh, they hit one more stone and which then they grab onto and looks like they're trying to keep away from the waterfall giant waterfall there and Bart finally admits that it was his fault and Homer goes to choke his son, but uh, you know, I can't, there's water there. Uh, but Marge speaks up and she says she has a plan and Homer just needs to trust her and let go. Uh, the boys do uh, let go and Marge jumps towards them and she gra- uh, she's uh, tied her legs to a tree um, so Homer could grab her hair and uh, keep them from falling to their death. Oh, that's impressive. Strength by Marge and her mm-hmm. hair. Jesus, uh, Jesus. Oh, that's good. That works for hair, right? Uh, so Bart, Homer, and Marge <laughs> somehow make, the, make it to safety and uh, lie on the ground trying to catch their breaths. Bart then bargains with his parents. Mom, Dad, I give a kajillion dollars for you to get back together. Make it two kajillion. Homer! We lose the first kajillion to taxes. Well, I guess you showed you do trust me after all. Of course I do. The only thing I can't believe is that a woman as great as you would be married to me. There's the look that Bart gives to Marge and Homer when they're kissing, and it's kind of sweet. They're like, "Oh, my parents are right together," but it also looks a little horny. Like he's just like, "Hey, this is hot." Well, this episode's all been been about uh, kissing, yeah, and how hot it is, especially when your parents do it. So Milhouse attempts suicide. Bart <laughs> Bart makes fun of him for not being able to swim, and that's our episode. That's the best way to end an episode. Yep, with a suicide attempt. And then him joke about it. Yeah. I think more of the Bart's just like doing that. Ah, oh, shucks. Like, look, though, when he's looking at his parents making up. But it is kind of a weird look. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve, before we take a break, did you enjoy watching your parents kiss? I don't know if I ever saw my parents kiss. My parents, like, they never, like, made out. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, they'd, like, give a peck on the cheek or something. But that was about it. Yeah, I think that was the same with me. Yeah. All right, Steve. Uh, let's... um. Let's uh let's take a break, make out behind or in a uh, fancy hotel, and uh, yeah. come back and then talk about the episode. Sounds good. We'll be right back. We've been on the run, driving in the sun, picking up for number one, California. Here we come, right back where we started from. Well, hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton, driving down the 101, California. Here we come. Right back where we started from California. California 
All right, we're back, Steve. Let's wrap up this week's episode, which, of course, we all know is called Mailhouse of Sand and Fog. Mm. We'll do our usual uh, favorite quotes, favorite scenes, some jokey jokes that we like, and uh, something from this episode visually that made us say, hey, I want that on a T-shirt or a tattoo or a flag, and I want that flag to be hoisted on my pickup truck driving around the streets. Trucks are like big cars. So, Steve, uh, let's start with the fun uh, merchandise like we like. This is going to be my T-shirt. I think you know what it is. It's Kirk Van Houten sitting on the ground with the noose around his neck, the broken rope hanging from the sky. You know, I thought you would have gone with uh, Chief Wiggum pointing a gun at his face. Oh, that's true. That is pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, there is a lot of uh, visual gags from this uh, episode that I think getting the, a shirt or something like that. Like, I think the Homer eating the the pizza with the stomach, I think that's actually already like an enamel pin. Yeah, I could see that being a pin. Uh, you know, what? I want to maybe a tattoo of Snoopy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> holding up kids at the ATM, but make it actually like Snoopy and not the guy in a costume. Yeah. And the kids could actually be the cast of the OC. <laughs> I was going to say it would be the kids from... Uh, Oh, just uh, the, the peanuts, peanuts gang. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally getting revenge on that asshole, Charlie Brown. I was going to say, or Chuck Schultz. Oh, yeah. I think that was it. I think that was what I wanted on a shirt. Right? The tattoo was. Oh, no, I know what it was. Uh, Homer's uh, traffic ticket photo. Of oh, him, yeah. And yeah. eating a donut and a cat fancy. I think that would make <laughs> as for a, a, a fun T-shirt. That's really good. I like that a lot. So Snoopy holding up someone at gunpoint is a tattoo. And my shirt <laughs> is uh, Homer eating donut angrily at cat fancy. <laughs> also get a, an enamel pin of the, the uh, magazine. Hip punishment oh, yeah. man- magazine. That'd be a fun pin. All right. Uh, but, but for jokey jokes here, Steve, um, again, with the beginning for myself, I, and I think you said it too, with uh, Chief Wigan being drunk and uh, yeah. stumbling on his words there. Beef with no cheese? <laughs> <laughs> and he's all sad because Lou uh, doesn't like him. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't talk about the very end too when Bart says he'd pay them a kajillion dollars for <laughs> you. He's, and Homer's like, make it two kajillion. And Homer like, we'll lose the first kajillion of taxes. I mean, you know, very astute of Homer for that uh, figuring out how the taxes work. But I just like the idea that he thinks Bart has a kajillion dollars. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I think Bart is my MVJ for this episode. I was going to say it's for me, it's Bart, but also Melhouse too. I think they can yeah. share the, the MVJs because it's good stuff. This is a good Bart and Melhouse episode. Yeah. Because I mean, even with Melhouse trying to kiss his grandma's photo. And I, I don't think we mentioned it in the show talk, but this is, you know, kind of a spiritual sequel to uh, Millhouse Divided. Yeah. Um, and I think it does very well because, yeah, um, I, I'm just thinking uh, Bart going back to uh, when he was pretending to when he's recounting the events and doing the kissing. The thing. kissing. That's such a good. I mean, just the, the the movement of like putting your arms behind your back and like moving them around like that is such a kid thing to do to imply sex. And yeah, yeah, just his voice is so funny. Um, Everyone, everyone's got a thing going on here. Like yeah. Um, I really liked when uh, Homer moved out, that whole gag with the uh, emptying out the, the fridge mm-hmm. and then the pepper grinders. That's such a nice little touch. Another reason I like this episode is it kind of gets down to a lot of like uh, Millhouse's, not his personality, but like all the, because of his parents, like how kind of messed up he is. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking um, in honor of uh, the late great uh, Lou Grant, yeah. Ed Asner he just passed away. I had an idea for a TV show spinoff from The Simpsons. Oh. Now, if you remember, uh-huh. uh, he was Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show. When that show ended, there was a Lou Grant that was a spinoff of his character. But the weird thing about the show Lou Grant was Mary Tyler Moore show was a sitcom, a 30-minute right. sitcom. When Lou Grant had a TV show, same character, 
it was a drama. <laughs> so it went from he was in a sitcom to a drama where he was a, a newspaper editor. Um, so yeah, it was the same character. So I thought I'm going to do the Van Houtens, but it'll be a spinoff of the Simpsons, but it'll be an hour drama family show because even Bart says they get back together. Next is going to come a baby girl or the baby Ooh. sister. So in this spinoff, that's what it is. They have a, a baby sister. And so, so it's yeah. Millhouse, the Van Houtens move. It's going to be an hour long animated Simpsons style, but drama. I like it. I think would that, you that would watch be, that? <laughs> I definitely watched like an episode. Or, or do you want it to be a live cast? I want more animated dramas. You don't really see an animated drama. No. I mean, you got uh, Invincible on Amazon Prime. It's the mm-hmm. one I can think of. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I like it. Should we just wrap it up? Yeah, let's uh, hear your thoughts. I, I do like that this is the episode where the Van Houtens get back together. I mean, I guess they do, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's established. But um, so now we know from season 17 on the Van Houtens. And so they've been together for, you know, what, almost another 10 years. They've probably been together now more than they were. That's true. Uh, in the original Golden Age. Again, all the jokes really kind of did hit. Oh, don't forget uh, the Maggie in the beginning, uh, the uh, the knife in the teddy bear. Another great scene. Oh, right, yeah. I think every scene hits with something comedy. Yeah, there might not be like ahas. I mean, I mean, like not the the knee slappers, but there's always there's very decent jokes. And I think the characters of uh, Luann and Kirk are kind of very fun to watch. Yeah. As, as I think probably as a writer, like you, you can't really have these kind of angry moments with Marge and Homer because it's not it'd be too out of character where they like just kind of insult each other. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably fun for for uh, whoever's writing this to explore that kind of a couple. It's true. That's a very good point. You get to see the the, the sadness of of Millhouse really kind of up close to Um mm-hmm. I, it's definitely a, a, a rewatch for me. So many good things in this episode. I had, I had a great time with this one. Yeah. All right. So uh, the, the title of this episode of, of Millhouse Sand and Fog is, of course, a parody of the movie House of Sand and Fog. Mm-hmm. And I'll have you know that the uh, budget for that movie was $16.5 million, but the box office take was $16.9 million. Wow. Yeah. So they didn't really make that much money, right? Because of that... Uh, I'll give this um I'll rate it out of 16.9 million. I'll give it <laughs> I'll give it back at 16.5 million. How about that? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a fair score, I yeah. think. I enjoy this episode and um and I hope you do too. I don't know why. I don't really care if you like it or not. I enjoyed it. That's all that matters. Well, Craig, I'll have you know that I enjoyed it too. Uh, sometimes critics will complain about The Simpsons uh, focusing on, especially in the later seasons, focusing on other characters or families, thinking it as like a cop-out or just something to do. But I think that over the years, we've really fleshed out the Van Houtens as, you know, a very important family to the Simpsons world because, you know, Bart and Milhouse are so, so close and so they're family friends. And, you know, one of my favorite episodes of all time is Hurricane Nettie, which also, you know, examines the life of another member of Springfield. This exploration is really good. And I think it's a nice continuation of their failing marriage. And, you know, we see them grow and change. And so to for them to get back together, it's almost more sad, especially for Luann, because I feel like she is has more potential than Kirk. But the fact that they're both kind of lovable losers and we get them back together, I think that's a lot of fun. And, you know, there are uh, a lot of jokes in this and it, it flows very well. The episode is paced kind of quickly and everything connects really well. I think at the time, even the pox parties were a thing. It reflects the zeitgeist well with that and uh, Sweet Lizzie McGuire, the OC, without it feeling too dated, more or less. 
and so I think that's that's impressive. But um, mostly, I just like the emotional connection that we see. Uh, why Millhouse is the way that he is. That montage of him imagining his parents getting back together and uh, him marrying Lisa is so sweet and sad and innocent in a way because all that he wants is to be loved, and he gets he can't get life right because of it. And so I thought that was very sweet. So um, before I get to my final score, let me give you the final score of the uh, of the pluses and minuses. So. It appears that Patrick Barone has three pluses, one minus, then one minus for the sea captain for not being faithful to his wife, and uh, six fruit loops for Millhouse because his grandma wouldn't let him eat them. That's why he can't kiss the picture of her. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give this five out of six fruit loops. All right. Yeah. And uh, Patrick, you get to stay around for a few more days. Yeah. We're not going to kill you. Is that what you're implying? <laughs> We're not going to seesaw with him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Should we watch uh, Saw next week? Well, you know, Craig, it is a very special episode. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is our 137th episode that we've done this silly podcast. Yes. So that means next week, if I could do my math correctly. Move the thing on the abacus. Next week will be our 138th episode. So I think uh, if you're a Simpsons podcast, you always have to celebrate the 130th episode because of the Simpsons. And that, of course, is where our namesake comes from. That's right. But uh, I don't know, Steve, do, do, do we do the normal thing? Do we not even do the give into uh, the temptation to celebrate such a arbitrary number because the Simpsons did? I say that we celebrate indeed. Let's uh, let's just keep it a surprise. Let's just say that uh, we'll watch something special. And it's not going to be the Saw movies. Sorry. No, sorry. But it'll probably have the Simpsons involved in it. Yeah. All right. I, I think I could do that. Yeah, I think I think we can do that. But uh, until then, we are a couple of annoyed grunt boys. That's right. And you can uh, find us on social media. That's right. You can go uh, to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we're at 138Simpsons. And you can email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com and ask us questions or whatever. And then you can go to your favorite pod catching app and leave us five stars or the equivalent of it over there. And then you can write a review and you can write whatever you want, though. You can just write uh, why you think your parents divorced. <laughs> well, <that's> sad. <laughs> yeah, that's why they want to know. Okay. Well, for this week, I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And remember, your mom says you're smelly. I'll a dog do. Let's go. No woman would want to have sex with that loser.